On today's Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, we've got our full WrestleMania 37 recap, and we have a new DDT Wrestling Champion. We've got our Raw recap, our NXT and AEW Dynamite recaps. Uh, WrestleMania month is actually now a thing, and they're renaming their pay-per-views. And then we'll close out the show with a couple rapid-fire questions. So do us a favor, follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. Tell at least one of your friends about us. It would be a great help. Joe, are you ready to get this started? Yeah, let's get it done. All right, let's go. Welcome to another episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. My name is Dylan, and Joe, there wasn't any wrestling on yesterday, which was Thursday, and it finally ended my 10-day bender, and my body absolutely hates me. And we all absolutely hate your body. Well, <laughs> sure. I, I mean, yeah, I, I also hate my body. But, you know, working on that, working on that, Re- WrestleMania is basically wrestling's uh, New Year's Eve, so the day after WrestleMania is supposed to be that 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 New Year, New Me. So Monday was supposed to be the day that I start working out again, you know, dieting, drinking less than I had been all of last week. But that's not really what happened at all. We had originally talked about putting out a WrestleMania recap episode either this past Monday or Tuesday, but I was so hungover on Monday I literally could not function. So I basically, the hair of the dog started uh, started drinking again, and diet and exercise started on Tuesday. So and how did Tuesday go for you, bud? Well, I'm kind of I'm I'm back on track now, except the whole drinking less part, which I've just kind of written off until I go back to work tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. Over the weekend, we we responsibly had exactly 10 people no more no less watching wrestlemania with us over the weekend and boy did it require a lot of beer yeah i don't think that there was room for anything else in my fridge except for beer for most of the weekend there most certainly was not any room for beer in my fridge after we did uh wrestlemania my house on night two but yeah we did we did night one at joe's house night two at my house and uh, after we we had finished night one. We we ended up not finishing all the beer at Joe's house. So Joe brought all the beer over from his house that we didn't finish on night one because we literally probably had at least 100 to 150 beers in his fridge. So, yeah, sorry we didn't drink it all. But Joe brought over all the beer from from his house to my house and ended up not drinking all of that again because... It was Sunday, so some people had to drive home. Some people just flat out didn't drink on night two, or at least didn't drink a whole lot. We weren't any of those people, but regardless, there ended up being a ton of leftover beer at my house. I didn't really plan on drinking a ton this week, 
because of how awful last week was for for me. I, I was basically hung over every morning and then I wake up Monday morning and I've got I don't know, probably like fifty leftover beers in my fridge and my wife Leslie was was not too happy about not having room to put any groceries in the fridge. So that basically made me spend Monday through Wednesday playing the drinking game to Raw, NXT, and AEW Dynamite, and I still have leftover beers in my fridge. So I made it my goal today to finish the final, I think I have like 14 or 15 beers left in my fridge, and I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna finish that off here today. Yep. Yep. Well, let's uh, let's talk about let's talk a little bit about what happened over the weekend, Joe. We uh, we closed out of our predictions contest, and the drunk dudes talking wrestling championship has a new home, and it's around your waist. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. The people's champ is back, and he's ready to represent. You know, I've I've had a lot of experience as champion this year. Uh, I unfortunately lost it a couple times, but uh, I'm ready to really. Show the people what they want in a champion. Yeah, uh, I keep I keep track of all the reigns and like who who holds them and who has them for uh, how long. I've been keeping track since WrestleMania 36, and this is now Joe's fourth reign. So fourth reign in a year, and when I look at it, it basically goes from somebody that's not the two of us to one of us, and then back to. Like it, it just it just flip flops back and forth between some random person and then you or I. Who has the longest reign right now since we've been keeping track? Um. Oh fuck you, you do. Yeah, 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 I do. But yeah, mine, mine, and Joe's picks were so similar that after night one, I was behind by too much, and I was I basically put myself out of contention to win, so I had to cheer for the the biggest underdog story on night two, which was Dewey. Who who had to get every single night two prediction correct, or go ahead and, and like change some of his predictions where we, where basically everyone had picked the same person, and he he basically had to go against every single every single one of us and change his prediction. He ended up not doing that, and it was just never meant to be. Yeah, uh, I mean, aside from the obvious, me not wanting him to win because I wanted to be the champion. Uh, he also established himself as one of the biggest heels in the DDT Wrestle Podcast company right now, and just t- started talking shit, uh, wanting to get hit. So I had to do everything in my power to completely take him down, which was nothing because I had already made my my prediction several days before. But there was so, there was so much <laughs> shit talking going on between Dewey and Joe. It was it was great, and and I was just. Dewey Dewey was the drunkest girl at the party on Sunday, so I was sitting next to him on my couch, and Joe's sitting like uh, about like I don't know five five or six feet away in the recliner, and I was just like in Dewey's ear as like the little devil on his shoulder, just like yeah yeah talk shit to him all the, just just keep talking shit to him he's he's gonna lose, and he was just he was just eating it up, and he was he just kept talking shit to Joe, and he would he would basically just say anything I wanted him to. It was funny. So, we would normally get into right into the WrestleMania, the, the pay per view recap, the, the WrestleMania recap here. But there's there's something big that happened yesterday that we need to talk about, and we got we got to start out with 
dreaded April 15th. It's, it's no longer the day that your taxes are normally due. It's now been turned into WWE release day. And yeah, the, yeah. Go this ahead. one definitely cuts deep. There, there are uh, several names on this list that, that I just don't want to see go. Uh, and I hope that I can continue to see them in other companies without having to watch even more wrestling on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, the one, well, there's three, there's three that I think the most people are uh, really upset about Samoa Joe being the one, the one guy that everyone is the most upset about. And then actually I said three, it's really five because the internet loves all these girls, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Mickey James, Chelsea green, I I do think that all the women and Samoa Joe, if he wants to, will find work elsewhere. I, I think all these people will find work elsewhere. Uh, it's really just down to who's going to be going to AEW, who's going to go to Ring of Honor, who's going to Impact, who's going to New Japan, or anywhere else. Yeah, I, th- I mean, right off the top of my head, and y- you can battle me on this, I think that we have a couple future uh, AEW wrestlers. I think that Samoa Joe can find a home there. I think that Peyton Royce could definitely find a home there. And yeah, I think that Peyton she- Royce, I think, is the most obvious one because Sean Spears is there. Yeah, I, I think, it, and then I think Billy Kay will go wherever she goes. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I think that they could potentially do a Iconics reunion at some point. Uh, that would be but, great. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was against them ever breaking up in the first place. Uh, I understand that Vince McMahon had a had an idea that that she would be a single star, but we've done tag teams with a single star before, and they they've always been successful, or right. usually been successful. So, yeah, the, uh, yeah. The only other one that I think that I think of when I see, uh, that I think of AEW when I see the name is Chelsea Green. I think she'll probably also go to AEW. Just well, dip- well yeah. I I think that. Uh, that Chelsea Green may go to AEW, uh, and that might solidify Zack Ryder's, uh, not Zack Ryder. Matt Cardona. Yeah, Mark, Matt Cardona's uh, uh, commitment to that company. But, we'll, but I guess we'll see what happens. He's a big, he's real good friends with Cody, and obviously if Chelsea Green goes there, there's incentive for him to sign with uh, AEW as well. Did you see this? What's that? Chad just sent a literally right as we're as we're recording sent a message over facebook messenger breaking news well, i don't know how breaking it is because he sent it over messenger but pat mcafee will debut as the new analyst for friday night smackdown tonight i did not see that <laughs> that is yeah i'm i'm gonna talk i'm gonna i'm gonna mention pat mcafee when i when i talk about bad bunny when we when we get into wrestlemania but yeah, there, there's a new standard has been set. Let's just say that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think uh, that we can really go back to the days of Floyd Money, Money Mayweather and Big Show, which that match was Matt, match was an absolute atrocity. Or Snooky. <laughs> oh, Snooky was there. Oh, how could I forget? Snook, Snooky in a in a six six person tag team match at WrestleMania 27. Or The Rock and Ronda Rousey, but that one paid off in the end too. Yeah, we're talking about bad celebrity appearances. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into our WrestleMania 37 recap. We're gonna go match by match. We'll talk. We'll talk about what we thought about the match, and we'll just get through all that. And we're gonna move. Then we'll move into 
our uh, reactions from Monday Night Raw. We'll get into NXT, AEW, and then talk about a little bit of stuff going on in the news. And yeah, Joe, WrestleMania Night One. We uh, we thought we were going to start with Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship, and ended up yes being the first match that went on, but. After Vince McMahon defeated God in that tag team match back in 2006 with uh, against Shawn Michaels and and God, it was uh, it was time for for Mother Nature to take a, take a crack at the old man. And uh, well, Vinnie Mac won again. Yeah, I mean he looks incredible. <laughs> uh, that, for 70s, if if I look like that at 76 years old, then uh, I'll be very happy. If I look like that at 27 years old i'll be happy well i'm already 27 and i don't look like that so (laughs) it's it's over for me i got a year i got uh, about three months to go (laughs) i don't think you're gonna get there but the the that was it was it was an awesome moment just coming back you you finally get the you you get to hear that some of the crowd you you got to hear him on the pre-show but you really got a taste of it here the crowd back 25,000 strong and raymond james and Vince just welcoming everyone back and it it was just a it was a great feel good moment. I I got goosebumps. Yeah, it was good. Um yeah, so it was Vince McMahon introducing WrestleMania and then the other pre-show match which was the rain delay which uh we were all pretty pissed off about but it gave us more time to lubricate our bodies with the much needed ice cold bud lights uh before getting into the the first match, the actual first match of the night. Yeah, the rain uh, delay. Little did we know it was. Uh, well, we got to see the announcers and ponchos, which was hilarious. But what we didn't know at the time is it was going to be the lasting image that we had of Samoa Joe in WWE. Still cuts deep. Still cuts so deep. You know, uh, I didn't talk about it before, but uh, like I was getting myself really hyped up. Samoa Joe got replaced as the the commentator on Raw. And I, I thought after a year uh, that Samoa Joe would finally be making his return and we, we'd see him in ring and we could finally see him go on that run that we, we thought he's deserved for this entire time. About uh, a little over a year ago, it was around Christmas last year, uh, I went to Madison Square Garden for a live event. It was a... A raw live event. Yep, uh, it's when I called the Drew McIntyre face turn because he was he was playing off as a face the entire time, and the biggest part was that I saw Samoa Joe return to action after after all the matches that had ended for the night. He came out. He uh, he presented himself as a face, and at that point, I knew that in a, in the next couple weeks he was going to be returning to uh, broadcasted wrestling. Uh, and I was, I was really excited for that. And we only got to see him for a couple weeks before he got that, that second concussion that I guess took him out in the end in WWE. Oh, what could have been? Oh, what could have been? It could have been. Oh man. Well, 45 minutes go by and we, we finally get to the action. And, uh, so Drew McIntyre made his entrance and guess who I saw out in the crowd, Joe? I I have no guesses. Sheamus, fucking green shirt guy was back, front and center. Oh man, green shirt guy! I, you didn't even mention that when we were watching. 
I had saw I saw it because I didn't see it when we were watching live. And I've I've watched WrestleMania over again in the and since it's happened, and I noticed that his green shirt guy is right there, front and center. I was like, "Holy fucking shit, he's yeah, back!" I, we forgot to finish our beers for the return. We finished our beers for the return of crowds. We uh, didn't finish our beer for the return of green shirt guy. Yeah, I uh, I. I I on it. It's been so long since we've had a live crowd that I forgot to look for our our common uh, uh, the common fans. Yeah, the, the common fan, the fans. fans. The fans that show up at every show and they sit in the same spot and they're always on camera. Yeah. I don't know what these guys do. I, I I don't know how they do it, and I'd like to keep it that way. Honestly, I don't I don't want to know how they always get the front and center seats because I don't think they just buy tickets like us normals do. I think they do something a little extra special, and I I just don't want to know what it is. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, we're we're looking at you, green shirt guy, and weird owl guy on his and his mom. Uh. Oh yeah, I forgot about weird owl guy. I don't. Yeah, I didn't weird, see him. I didn't see him. Yeah, weird owl guy and his mom are uh are always sitting pretty close to green shirt guy. Yeah, I did not see weird owl guy, but we'll be we'll be on the lookout when fans come back again. All right. So the first match came on. So I just talked about McIntyre making his entrance. Got on a little, got, got on a little. Uh, what the fuck do you tangent. call it? Tangent there. Yeah, tangent. A tangent. Yeah. Yes. McIntyre made his entrance, and we had our first match of the night. Bobby Lashley ends up making Drew McIntyre pass out using the hurt lock, and this is basically the match that got Joe on the roll that he needed to win the DDT Wrestling Championship. Yeah, I appreciate you, Bobby. I had all the faith in the world in you. I just, I couldn't believe that they end up make they end up putting this match on first. I thought that this match was one of the easier ones to predict. You put this match on first, fans are back for the first time ever. Well, in a year, not ever. Fans are back, <laughs> and you you go you you want the crowd to have a feel good moment, the to be the first thing that they see. Well, I guess that they took that as the feel-good moment was Vince McMahon welcoming everyone back. And I, I thought it, it would be McIntyre picking up the win. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, uh, McIntyre had a great reign, regardless of if it, it was, if it was in front of fans or not. It wouldn't have been a feel-good moment for me. You know, Bobby Lashley's been putting in all the work that Drew's been putting in. Drew has been champ for the better part of a year, uh, only interrupted... Uh, slightly by the loss to Randy Orton, which he picked up maybe a week later. Uh, so it it wouldn't have been feel good. It, it would have felt like I was cheated out of the Bobby Lashley lane. And I say I, but Bobby Lashley was cheated as well because he's been putting in the same amount of work that, that Drew's been putting in over the years. So I know it it's usually a feel-good moment for, for the face to get the, the pin and to pick up that championship. But for me... I uh I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have felt the same, you know. Yeah, I I'm I'm kind of on the same track with you. I I still would have felt I had a it probably it still would have been a feel good moment for me. But I was uh I was listening to uh, Barstool Sports' wrestling podcast, and they had talked about like if you it, it makes sense like if you take the belt off of Drew or off of Bobby here and give it to Drew then Bobby's only had the belt for five weeks and it makes him feel like a transitional champion. And this star that you've spent the last month and a half building is no longer a star. So it, yeah. it makes, it makes complete sense. 
Yeah, and it's it's more than a month and a half. Uh, he's been establishing himself for the for yeah, that's true. About been... half a year with the hurt business, you know. That's true. Probably more than half a year now. I think it was actually just after WrestleMania last year that MVP started working with Bobby Lashley. So uh, the like again, the better part of a year, uh, the hurt business has been establishing Bobby Lashley as the come out star. Uh, his entire reign as a United States Championship really established him. Uh, to take that place as the next challenger for the WWE Championship. Uh, and after Fastlane this year, Bobby Lashley had like recently lost the U.S. Champ- championship and immediately put himself in the WWE Championship picture. So that entire year that he was working with MVP was establishing himself as his star, and to take it off of him five weeks later would have buried him so I'm, I'm i'm glad to see what we saw and i i hopefully we have uh at least a couple months maybe summer slime is his time to lose it but I, I i don't think that any non-major pay-per-view is the time to take it off bobby lashley yeah we'll talk about what they've set up here for wrestlemania backlash but uh when we talk about our um uh, when we talk about monday monday night raw recap but i i don't i really hope that they keep it on him from now on we then moved on to the tag team turmoil match to determine who would face Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the women's tag team championships on night two. Nobody got this match right. Natalia and Tamina end up picking up the win, but uh, but we all know that wasn't the highlight here, Joe. Uh, yeah, I I think that the highlight in itself is very obvious. Uh, we we knew the weather would come into effect here, and uh, Mandy Rose ended up being the first victim to fall down the entrance ramp. Which yeah, we as when we were watching it live, I'm pretty sure I was the only person who actually saw it happen. No, I definitely I definitely saw it. It seemed like the rest of the room like had no idea that it had happened. Hmm. All right. Well, it's immortalized itself now. Uh, she's in a club with Titus O'Neil after the Greatest Royal Rumble back a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, there's a couple other people that happened too, but this one, this one was the first one. It'll be, it'll be the the infamous one that happened. Yeah, it was, it was fine for what it was. You know, I, I wish that a different team would have won. That's all. I've. That's, that's really it. Yeah, I, I, I started I, off my WrestleMania with my first two predictions wrong yeah i i I think that uh literally any other team could have won and it would have actually kept me in suspense in night two but once once we had tamina and natalia pick up the one on night one i was immediately doubting my prediction for night two uh yeah which we all got wrong on that one as well everyone picked the night one winners to win on night two and they did not win spoiler alert so so yeah i mean I, I, I could have changed over, and maybe it would have established myself as even more of a champion, but I won anyway, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not upset with myself. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We've got uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, and uh, I mean, this one, this was the, the first great match of the night. But no, sorry, I'm thinking of night two, where, night, where the third match was awesome. I completely just forgot that we had j- literally just talked about Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, but... <laughs> Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Right before the the match started, I I set the the over under for number of swings at twenty four and a half. Uh, that ended up not mattering at all. I'm I'm pretty sure there was like forty swings on yeah. Seth Rollins. the the one The one thing I must say, if if you're going to attend a wrestling event that has Cesaro present, learn how to count the fucking swings. 
I sw- they count a full rotation every time he did like every 180 degrees. And it, you know, when you're watching it on TV, it just, it doesn't, it makes you, it makes you look dumb crowd. It makes you look real dumb. The, no, this, this magic though did remind me of like, I'm pretty sure Seth Rollins right now is probably my favorite current wrestler. And uh, his move set is fucking amazing and continues to add new moves all the time. He did that like, I don't even know what the fuck to call it. Like he basically did a 360 while horizontal and made it into a frog splash. It was cool as shit to watch because I don't, I don't, I've never seen anyone do it. But I thought that was a cool spot. But Cesaro ends up picking up the win, hits a neutralizer on Rollins, and some might say biggest win of his career. And hopefully this puts him in the main event picture. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think that Cesaro has definitely established himself as a as a star, uh, but I'm reading Bleacher Report now, and it says that Rollins was sung 23 times before Cesaro hit the nat- neutralizer. So I think uh, the, there was two separate swings. There was the second swing, the second time he swung him, he he swung him 23 times. The first time he swung him like nine times. So okay, up, I guess it ended up being like 32, not 40, but. Okay. Yeah. Like like I said, we I get pretty drunk at these. It's it's kind of a social obligation at this point. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So you know, I mean, I told the I told the crowd to be smarter, but I mean, I I can't really count either. <laughs> but yeah, so Cesaro finally took up uh, took the win uh, over Seth Rollins, who's been plaguing him for a couple months, uh, and it was a real good feel good moment. We hope to see Cesaro in the Universal Championship picture in the near future, unless he. Uh, gets affected by the superstar shakeup that I'm sure will happen pretty soon, which I don't think that's what we're calling it anymore. Uh, but unless he gets affected by the WWE dra- e- e draft or the superstar shakeup, I think that he'll establish himself for as a legitimate contender for the Universal Championship. S- Segway Championships, Raw Tag Team Championships are next up. We got the New Day versus AJ Styles, or and Omos, Amos. Uh, which I think actually was a pretty good match. Yeah, most of the match, uh, it was either member of the New Day in the ring with AJ Styles. This was another match where somebody slipped on the ramp, I think. So AJ slipped on the ramp, (laughs) and then I think both him and Kofi slipped where they had like a covering over the ring where the, the rain would fall off the corners of it, and it would fall just outside of the ring. So like the outside of the ring was also very slippery and I'm pretty sure they both slipped and almost yeah. fell on the outside of the ring. Uh, yeah. Which brings our total slip count for the night to four slips. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh. We, uh, <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. Let's, let's, yeah. Okay. But Omas is an absolute monster and it was like nothing the new day did could, like it did any like nothing nothing they even tried to do did anything to him. He ends up uh th- he ended up pinning him by just like stepping on them, right? Yeah, it was uh uh almost is the the king of the no cell. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fun to watch him for while him and AJ have the the tag team titles. Yeah. It, uh, <clears throat> and it'll be fun especially when when there's finally a competitor Maybe Big E. 
that that can hit a move on him that actually well, they're, they're on different brands so i don't think it would be big well move. yeah but as i just said i'm pretty sure pretty soon here we're gonna have a superstar shakeup or a draft if they move the new day again I, I just don't see that happening but okay yeah i mean i i at this point i i honestly hope for uh that that the new day stays separate enough that biggie can continue this singles run uh but we'll talk about that a little bit later when we talk about the apollo Crews match yeah, as long as the person who eventually takes down Omas and like overcomes the odds isn't fucking Braun Strowman, I just I don't know what it is about Braun Strowman anymore. He just doesn't like he's not 2017 Braun Strowman where he did all the cool backstage spots anymore. But I don't know, dude. It's a great spot for Nicholas to return. You know, he's probably in sixth grade by now and uh, ready ready to be a, a two time Raw championship champion. Yeah, maybe. Actually, be <laughs> Nicholas. Weird. That would be very funny. <laughs> Nicholas, we're waiting for you. Yeah, just talking about Braun Strowman. Uh, that was the next match we had. So, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. And I hated everything about the story they told leading up to this match, but I think this one kind of like sneaky delivered here. Uh, Braun. Braun had the awesome spot where Shane was on the outside crawling down the cage to win the match. And Braun grabs his hand through the cage, rips the fucking cage open from the inside, and just drags Shane back in through the hole that he ripped open in the cage. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, I, I think that that will be the moment of this match that will be remembered for years to come. Uh, incredible, honestly. Yeah, that was really cool. And then obviously he picks him up to the top of the cage and then throws him off the top after he pulls him back in and pins him one, two, three and match over. So we then get into the, what I thought was the, the show stealing match of the night show stealing means meaning like I had zero expectations for it. It's Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair was a hundred percent the best match of the night, but this one stole the show. I think. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. Bad Bunny showed the fuck out here. He hit a fucking Canadian destroyer on John Morrison. And, uh, I mean, this Bad Bunny did so awesome. Like, him and Pat McAfee in the last year, they, like I said earlier, they have, they're, they've set the new standard for what a celebrity match, like the, pre- the amount of preparation that the celebrity needs to put in. If you're going to compete in a, in the ring, yeah, Bad Bunny showed up and uh, made me want more Bad Bunny, which uh, in the short term I don't think we're term, gonna get any more. Yeah, honestly. I think in the short term I definitely don't think we're going to get any more. Uh, they showed that commercial on I think it was Raw after WrestleMania uh, with Triple H talking to Bad Bunny, giving him that that microphone and saying you yeah, did a his, great job. Yeah, it's a it's a, like a plug for his tour. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was actually a really good commercial as well. Uh, but if we see Bad Bunny in the future doing absolutely anything inside the ring, I'll, I'll actually be really excited to watch. So. Yeah, expectations will be pretty high that time, though. So we'll yeah we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, a lot of people on the internet, for some reason, are shitting all over Bad Bunny. I don't know why. Uh, I, maybe taking someone else's spotlight and being in a celebrity match. And to, to, to those people... Fuck you. Go yeah, fuck eat yourself. A dick. Yeah. 
Bad Bunny can come back and wrestle in the WWE whenever he pleases. And like I said, they they him and McAfee set the standard. It's I, I want to see more Pat McAfee. I want to see more Bad Bunny. Last match of the night, Joe. Main event. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This was, like I said, hands down best match of the night. And yeah. hot take? I don't know. Best women's WrestleMania match of all time? Well, you already tweeted that out, Dill. Like, we, we can't take it back at that point. I don't remember doing that. You know, it's there. It's there solidified in Twitter history. But yeah, I, I think absolutely this this was the best match of the night. Was the best women's match in WrestleMania history, probably. And will be remembered for that. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of stuff to to talk about here in this match. I mean, the couple good spots. There was the Bianca Belair basically hoisting Banks on her shoulders, doing like in the gorilla press. And she walked her up the stairs to the corner and then just tossed her back in the ring. And she just held her above her above her head for I was like it was like ten to fifteen seconds and then also like walked up the stairs. It was that was cool. Um the fucking hair whip heard Ooh, round the world ouch, sounded like ouch. A, sounded like a gunshot went off in Raymond James Stadium. That it left it. I don't know. Like we've we. I think we talked about before where the hair whip has caused like blood. Or I think we talked about it over the weekend. Yeah, definitely did when we we were watching WrestleMania. The the hair whip has caused blood. Has caused us to drink three sips before. And this one I think was the loudest one I've ever heard. I don't know how Sasha Banks didn't bleed. It did leave a fucking crazy red mark though on her side. That was it was it was awesome. As good as the match was. With the, the incredible spots and the the absolute show in wrestling in general, uh, there were two videos that that came out after the match that that really really made me feel even better about about the match and the. Outcome I, I of think there the were match. three. I think there were three that came out. Ooh, did go I miss ahead, one? Go ahead and go ahead and talk about it. We'll we'll see which ones you cover. Yeah. So uh, you know, first of all, you had Sasha Banks sitting outside the ring. She was. Uh, she was uh, nursing her wounds, if you will. Uh, you know the normal stuff that you see in in wrestling, where she just she just put on a hell of a show, and she she got beat the sh- beat down by Bianca Belair. So she's nursing her wounds, and she can't help but contain her smile. Uh, that one made me feel really good. It made me uh, respect Sasha Banks even more than I already did, and just just made me smile. And then you had the one where Bianca's walking backstage and she meets Montez Ford and he, she falls back into his her like his arms and carries carries her away and she she's still got tears on her face and th- th- that one really made me feel good as well. Uh, yeah, that I was can't... they were both really cool moments like there there was a this is this is along the same lines as the Montez Ford one. There was another video that someone took from the crowd that showed him like coming out to the ring and they got to celebrate in the ring together. Oh, nice! Yeah, um, I didn't see that. But one. the third thing I was talking about, actually, and the, now the more I thought about it, I was like, I think this is actually a picture. The other women's wrestlers being in the crowd and watching the match. Yeah, I think Bailey tweeted that? something out with uh, with Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I'm not really sure if that's. Uh... That's what you're talking about. No, there was a uh, picture that someone took of like all the the rest of the women's wrestlers like out in the crowd, and they were just uh, like hooked on the match. It was it was a cool. It was it was everything about this match. 
cool moments, awesome spots, best match of night one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just stole the show. Definitely main event material, and uh, I, I I won't forget it anytime soon. I'm putting that down in my brain right now. WrestleMania 37, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. So that that covers night one, Joe. Let's get into night two. Kind of a hot take for me. A lot of like pretty much everyone says that night one was better than night two. I don't think night two was anywhere fucking close to night one. Yeah, not uh, not anywhere close. We had we went out on a fucking high on night one and came into a dud, in my opinion, for night two. Night two, we opened the show, the fiend Bray Wyatt taking on Randy Orton, and uh, there is there's a lot to unpack here. I'm gonna start with Michael Cole. Michael Cole, the the fiend came out. They showed the the little video of him being uncrispified. And then he entered from a box, like a jack-in-the-box that Alexa Bliss was right next to, and she kind of wound it up. Michael Cole, Michael Cole called the box that The Fiend came out of a box-like structure. <laughs> just call <laughs> it a fucking box, Michael. You can say, you could just call things what they are. Yeah, I don't my- understand. <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cole, if you're listening, I don't, I don't know why it has to be a structure. You know, call it a Punani prison. Uh, call it a fucking box. Just do what you have to, but don't 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 fucking keep on doing this, Michael. We're 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 sick of it, honestly. WWE is absolutely fascinated with the word structure, and it's now making the fans. I I, I can't speak for all the fans, but I'm a fan. You know, we're no experts. We just we're just fans of wrestling, and we enjoy talking about it. I'm a fan. I don't. I no longer like the word structure. Yeah, I I won't use that word in my daily conversation anymore because yeah, of you Michael it's kind of like how I never I never really thought about it but like uh, my wife hates the word moist like most women so I try to use it as much as possible just to like piss her off because I think oh, yeah. it's funny but oh, now yeah. I, I'm I feel the same <laughs> way about the word structure I just yeah it doesn't make me cringe it just make it just reminds me of the the Punjabi prison matches and Hell in a Cell matches and this match now where they say where they call everything a structure and not just what it is. Just just imagine yourself in 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 daily life and you're like, "Well, I'm going to the structure." And you're actually just going to the grocery store. You know? Yeah, I'm going to the grocery structure. <laughs> Think about that, Michael Cole. Think about how dumb that sounds. That's what you're doing to us. Yeah. Michael, grow up. I did not think we were going to go on that big of a, a structure tangent there and, <laughs> and I kind of lost my lost my track here. But uh what uh, the we fuck were talking about the box. Here? We were talking well, about yeah, the box. Yeah, obviously we talked about the box. Um, we uh, So the finish, right? WWE has built up or at least attempted to build up the Fiend character for all this time over the last like two years, ma- making him seem basically unstoppable unless you burn him alive. And, they, and then they give us this crap storyline for the last six months between the Fiend, Orton, and, and Alexa Bliss. And then all it takes is one RKO. One, One two, RKO three. and a distraction from from Alexa Bliss, and he he's just done. Like, what what are we doing here? And then and then the post match, Alexa, yeah. So she yeah she just she distracted him, but she distracted the fiend by having the black goop run down her face like she was in the fucking exorcism or or the grudge, and allowed Orton to hit the RKO, and neither the post match nor the raw 
the next night gave us any like real direction as far as like where they're going with this other than the fact that like Orton and the Fiend are done with each other and it looks like Alexa and the Fiend are also done with each other or at least they're done hanging out yeah they're not friends anymore yeah so uh, you know you know she still has this this storyline because of him but uh you know we're going to be seeing Alexis Playground separate from the Firefly Funhouse, even though they're they're pretty much the same storyline. So yeah, I don't I don't know. I think that that this could go on to become an all right storyline, but it was weird when we were seeing it. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that Randy Orton's out of it because it sets himself up. Yeah, for... let's just let's just get rid of the black goop. Yeah, yeah, I I'd be a fan of that and just revive the fiend because. I think that he's the best costume wrestler that we've seen in a long time. Yeah. So we had that stinker, and then we had another stinker. Second match of the night. I think this is what set the tone for the show. Luckily, the third match and on, they were all very good. I think this is just what made night one way better, is that we opened with these two these two matches. So the second match was the follow-on from the previous night. The, the, the winners of the Tag Team Turmoil match... Uh, going up against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, and the crowd was all over Tamina. They they were all they were all for for Tamina winning this match, and we all predicted that the Night One winners would win here, and we were all so so wrong. We were we were so wrong. Yeah, uh, we were we were very wrong here, and and as I said, as soon as I saw them them come out on top. Night one, I just had this this pitting feeling in my gut that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler would retain the titles. Uh, so as soon as they they went up against Nia Jax and Shayna, I I I wanted to change my prediction. I didn't end up actually doing it, but I don't know. I, I there's not much I can say about this match except I'm except I'm disappointed. <laughs> with yeah. WWE. Yeah, the like I said earlier, I when we started night two, I was already out of contention for a predictions contest. So I was fully on Dewey's bandwagon here to try and beat Joe. And we 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 were all we all picked the fiend. We all picked the night one winners for this match. And I should have told Dewey to change his picks. I just wasn't confident in it. I, after after the that night the after Nia and Shayna retained their championships, I turned to Dewey and I told him that he's probably fucked since he didn't change his pick. Well, it turned out to be the case, but yeah, we we did get a couple good. We we went two more matches that went in Dewey's favor and not in Joe's favor at all before Joe finally won. So we we get into the third match of the night, Joe. And this I didn't re- realize this until I had watched WrestleMania back and. Uh, looked at the, the the times for the matches, but I'm going to give you two matches here. Match A is 14 minutes and 20 seconds, and match B is 9 minutes and 20 seconds. Which match do you think is Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn? And which match do you think is the one, the match we just talked about? Uh, I would I would originally put Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at the 14-minute mark. And the women's tag team title match as nine minutes, but just by you asking that, I think that I'm I'm in the wrong here. Yeah, what the fuck are we doing here? This this match was good, but I I don't think Kevin and Sammy could ever have a bad match. But this would have been great if you would have just flopped the times here and given Sammy and Kevin five more minutes and the women's tag, which I don't think anyone was really that excited for. People were kind of kind of excited for Tamina, but she got a couple of good pops, but. 
<clears throat> I yeah, think they could have um, done. I think they could have done fine with with almost ten minutes. Yeah, we could have done that in nine minutes. You know, almost ten minutes, and and given Sammy and Kevin more time. But it is what it is at this point. Yeah, it was it was a very good match. Uh, they they flew they flew around, sold sold great for each other. Kevin Owens ends up picking up the win. Uh, after hitting a stunner, and unlike what I thought, I thought Logan Paul would get involved in this match. Instead, he was just on the outside doing nothing and sleeping. Uh, yeah, yeah. They caught him. They caught him on camera, like pretending to sleep during the match because he thought it. I guess Sammy was getting beat up, and he thought it was boring watching Sammy get beat up. I don't know. But I don't know. fuck, fuck him. Yeah, fuck Logan he, Paul. Fuck his brother. He still end, He still ended up taking a stunner. So it was. It was all worth it in the end. It just solidified in my mind that I want to see Floyd Money Mayweather just beat the fucking shit out of him. Just make him lay in a bed for several months. I, I'm i sick of seeing him. Uh, Are they still doing that? I think so. I think it's an actual pay-per-view. I don't, I, I don't follow the boxing world as much as I do as the real fighting world. Uh, yeah. We're, wrestling. We're, we like real fighting. Yeah. We don't, we don't like any of that bullshit UFC fake boxing. We're we're a big fan of the the actual wrestling world, you know, actual fighting. But 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 yeah, I, I haven't followed in a while, but I'm pretty sure he's uh, he's set to to fight Floyd Money Mayweather, and I hope he gets absolutely fucking destroyed. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, we we want to see that. Thank you, WWE, for giving us someone to hate, and even if he wasn't meant to be a, a heel in this. We fucking hate you. Oh, he most certainly was. I think they knew exactly. <laughs> I think this is one of the one of the times where like WWE knew exactly what they were doing here. Yeah, I I think that they they did know what they were doing, uh, and yeah, fuck them. We move on from uh, Cammy there, and the next match was between Sheamus and Riddle for the United States Championship. Turns out this was never this was this show was actually never supposed to be the match that took place at WrestleMania. So I read back. I read that obviously back at Fastlane we were originally supposed to get a triple threat between Riddle, Bobby Lashley, and Keith Lee. Keith Lee ends up getting injured. The original match here was supposed to be Sheamus versus Keith Lee, and I think huh. with, I think with Keith Lee ver, uh, retaining, and they made the decision. Uh, I was reading I think the night of WrestleMania on night two that that Sheamus was going to win. So huh. instead uh, we instead yeah instead we got. This, we got Sheamus versus Riddle, which I still think was a very good match. I just think that Sheamus versus Keith Lee would have been even better. You got two big hosses tussling in the ring over the strap. Would have been great. Yeah, and honestly, I, uh, I, I, even though I wish that Keith Lee could be a champion in some regards in, in WWE, I think that it's better for his character that he didn't pick up the pick up the win from Matt Riddle. I don't know if the original plan was for Keith Lee to pick up the the win from Matt Riddle, but regardless it would have been a short championship reign and I I'm I'm glad that that Riddle was the transitional champ instead of Keith Lee because Keith Lee is a is WWE Universal Championship material in my mind and I'm glad we didn't hurt his character by a by a transitional reign. Yeah. So Sheamus ends up picking up the win here, hits an awesome brogue kick in a spot where Riddle was going for a moonsault off the like the middle of the ropes, and while he's upside down, Sheamus kicks him in the mouth, busts open Riddle's lip, 
and pins him to win the, the United States Championship. It was it was an awesome visual after the match. You had Riddle in the ring, bloody bloody lip and all, just like looking all pissed off. Yeah, that was uh, was that our first blood of the night? Um, I think so. I don't think I actually don't think anyone else bled. Yeah, even though we had the the steel steel cage night, steel night cage one. match. That, oh, that was night one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so for the night, I think we, we our first blood of the night was uh, Sheamus Sheamus versus Riddle. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it was also an awesome Im- image seeing there, seeing Riddle laying there with, uh, with the blood on his lip, absolutely pissed off that he just lost his, his, uh, title, which actually, which actually brings me back to a spot. I don't remember if it was on WrestleMania night two or on, uh, the raw after WrestleMania where, <laughs> where, uh, you, you got RVD and the great Kali. And- that was on, that was at WrestleMania. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, the rolling the rolling papers thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that one made me cheese so hard. And also a little bit surprised that 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 WWE they just, Yeah, they would just let RVD be like, "Try some of my RVD rolling papers, bro." Yeah. I'm like, "What?" Yeah, and if uh if my current job status didn't let me uh or did let me, then I then I I'd support RVD in 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 that that business that he has. All right, moving on from rolling papers there, Joe. We've got the Intercontinental Championship match, Big E versus Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum fight. And the rules of this match ended up being pretty much what I talked about. It just is basically a street fight. And I'll start by saying, holy hell, one sip for every use of weapon put me over the edge on night two. This one, this one hurt me a lot. Uh, it actually made the rest of the night uh, way more difficult to to uh, remember. Uh, we it, we yeah. started the match with like <laughs> fourteen kendo stick shots, moved into some stuff with the stairs, and then I think later in the match had another like ten to twelve kendo stick shots, which we have to drink for every single one of those. Yeah, it's uh, it it was not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it we, definitely it, it it got me there. Yeah, this match made me basically not remember. Not this is this is what started my brownout. Is basically what happened. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, this is this is like one of the reasons I when when we watch pay per views sometimes I if they're that good I have to go back and watch them again. Which was definitely the case with Roman Reigns, Edge, and... Yeah, I watched that last night again, and just as good as before. Yeah, If, was, if not better. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, but Apollo Crews ends up picking up the win and aligns himself with some other raw underground big guy that's not Omos. And uh, it's da- da- Dabo Shido. He was in... Yeah, it was Raw Underground, Dabo Shido. Raw Underground was a time in Raw that I stopped watching Monday Night Raw. I just couldn't do it. So I don't yeah, I, when when Omos and, and when Omos debuted and then this guy came out on Sunday, I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah, he uh so Dabushido is a is apparently also of Nigerian descent. They're with Amos, so so I don't know, maybe 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 at some point they align themselves as well. Yeah, Dabushido comes out. Uh, whatever his name will be now, it will be interesting to see. I, I don't know what to expect because Raw Underground was such a such a flub from the start. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing here is that the next time WWE does some sort of drum fight, which they most definitely will, 
you've got it you've got all these drums and they had a they had a gong on the ringside at ringside as well they've, they've got all these drums and you, you just have when you when the match is called a nigerian drum fight you gotta hit each other with the drums you gotta put someone's head through a drum it just has to happen that's what we wanted to see we just never got it yeah i don't know with with those steel reinforced drums uh how, how that would have felt <laughs> Every, but everything in wwe is steel reinforced even the bamboo drums yeah, what? The, the bamboo steel reinforced bamboo drums. Well, then we move into Asuka versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. And uh, this this match for me, it kind of just happened. Like Rhea Ripley picks up the win and is, new, and is the new Raw Women's Champion. But it's, it's not a bad match, but it's not a great match either. Yeah, for some reason, uh, Asuka can be an absolute force during during her matches but at at wrestlemania you know she doesn't she doesn't always deliver at wrestlemania as much as as we would hope well and i thought the match with her and charlotte and even the tag match last year was good it's just like these two didn't have any chemistry built up in the ring yet I, i'm i'm sure it'll come with time and i'm they had a rematch or at least started to have a rematch on monday but it looks like they might be going toward a rematch to possibly include Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania Backlash, but we'll see. Yeah, e- either a rematch or a singles match, which I, I think I'd be happy with either one. You know, Charlotte can definitely deliver in a ring with with just about anybody. She's the AJ Styles of the women's division, in my opinion. Whoa. Is um, that just because they paired together in that uh, mixed tag team thing that they did like three years ago? No, I didn't even remember that. I did like the the mixed tag team. Uh, what what did they even call it? The tournament. I don't even remember what they what it was called anymore. Yeah, I, I did. I did like the, the, their pairing, and I liked a lot of the other pairings: Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss, for example. Yeah, that one was fun. But yeah, I I think that that was fun. It, that's not why I said it. I like we talked about it in the last episode. AJ Styles can put a, on a match about just about or with just about anybody. And I think that Charlotte can put on a match with just about anybody. You know, we had Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania last year. Mixed match challenge. Mixed match challenge. Damn. <laughs> it's just can't. Sorry, it just literally just came in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, uh, you know, they, like she she can put on a match with anybody. We've already seen her deliver with Rhea Ripley. So yeah, I think I think that that that. As a singles feud could be fine. I think that if Asuka is added, they will deliver even harder. You know, three all three women, uh, especially Rhea at such a young age, are incredible wrestlers that just move the women's division up a, a whole lot. Yeah. So let's get into the main event here. This, for me, is the match of WrestleMania with Banks and Belair being second. I don't. I. I wouldn't. I don't know if it's a close second. It's. It's not far away, though. But Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. And by this point, like I said earlier, Joe had already won the predictions contest, so I tried to make things a little interesting. This is like the only thing I remember from this match, uh, watching it the first time. Obviously, like I said, I watched it last night for the second time. But I set uh, over under four and a half spears in the match, which I I tried to make it interesting and have have a wager there, but... 
it ended up not mattering because everyone took the over because you got two guys in Reigns and Edge that used spears. And Yeah, I, we, we've what, been anticipating this uh, spear versus spear contest since last year when Roman was supposed to face Goldberg is we knew that Roman was going to get a spear versus spear match eventually. And then once they announced Edge, we knew, we definitely knew that that this was going to be that spear versus spear match. Which, I, like, honestly, with Goldberg, I wasn't excited about it. But with Edge and Roman and Daniel added into that, I knew that it was going to be an incredible match. And, and it, it definitely did deliver in, in every way. The match was awesome. Some some great storytelling. The There was the, the spot where Edge brought in a chair to try and hit Roman Reigns with it. And they kind of... They kind of fight over the chair, and like this piece falls off. Edge Edge puts a cross face on Roman Reigns, and then uses like this lead pi- this this pipe that came that like popped off the chair, and like hooked it between his mouth, uh, like yeah, between, yeah. between his upper and lower lip, and like used that as the leverage to put the cross face on. And it looked they they sold it great. It looked like Roman was actually about to tap, and Daniel Bryan comes in, catches his hand as it's on its way down. And then he locks in the yes lock on the other side. That was wonderful. Yeah, that, that I didn't know what was going to happen there. I thought that Roman was definitely going to tap out at not, that point. Not a chance. Not yeah, it, it didn't end up happening. Obviously, but, hindsight's twenty twenty. But you know, when that's that's the glory of these things is like that's one of the reasons why I get drunk at these because when you're watching like when I when I when I watch wrestling sober. And I see that Roman Reigns is in a, a finisher that's a a submission. I'm like, it's Roman Reigns. It's the same thing as John Cena. I'm like, he's not gonna tap. He's the golden. He's the golden goose. He's never gonna tap. When you get drunk and you watch these things, you'll believe fucking anything. But but how great a storyline would that have been if if you you did have Roman tap out to both of them at the same time, and then you didn't have an undisputed Universal Championship? There there would definitely be a dispute there. Uh, you know, they'd probably transitionally put the championship on Daniel Bryan and he'd become, he would become a one-time universal champion. Oh, I think uh, they would have restarted the match and just taken and made it a singles match. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I would have enjoyed that too. I think it would have been good storytelling, but obviously WWE wanted to keep the championship on Roman Reigns. Uh, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that at all. Because yeah. The crazy thing about this one was that nobody picked Roman Reigns to win, which I thought somebody would. So we all got this wrong. I don't know how. Like, looking back, I was like, that was so obvious that he was going to win. How did nobody pick Roman Reigns in the predictions contest? And it dawned on me, like, oh, yeah, we're all really fucking dumb. Yeah, and it's my biggest pitfall in the in the predictions challenge that we do uh, is that I, I predict with my heart. I predict with who I want to win. I think that, that Edge... Uh, would obviously be a, a good pick to win there, but it's not what WWE saw in their their booking at the time. And Roman Reigns picked up the win. He he's been an incredible heel champ since since he showed back up at SummerSlam, or since he won the title after he showed back up at SummerSlam. He's been an incredible heel. It's what we've been asking for for years to see Roman Reigns in a heel role, uh, and and he's delivered every every step of the way yeah he, he's doing such a great job like there was a point in the match where he had daniel on the outside and he was gonna like slam him on the stairs like the the 
the second portion of the stairs that has the wider base, the base of the stairs. That's what I meant to say. And the crowd was just chanting Roman sucks as he was like going to put this move on. And he just stopped everything he was doing and dropped Daniel and just looked at the crowd and was like, did, did his whole acknowledge me thing. (laughs) Yeah. I, I saw one of the funniest tweets that just reminded me over over, I think it was Monday morning, probably, is sitting there all hungover, just go, scrolling through Twitter. And I forget who tweeted it, but it was like one of those, like, so there was a video, a, a short video that came out after, so where Roman was on the ramp and the camera gets up really, up really close to him. And all he does is like just kind of whispers or like slowly says, acknowledge me into the camera. And it was basically <laughs> just like a meme of like, it was like, nobody, absolutely nobody my dog when I'm eating food and it was Roman <laughs> Roman Reigns being like acknowledge me yeah he does he does a little sniff beforehand he's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that that's that's definitely Raven I'm sure that that's definitely Honey uh, uh yeah Honey is yeah. Dylan's dog especially when <laughs> especially when Leslie has food she I mean I'll feed Honey every now and then like people food but Leslie every meal that she eats he's in her lap it's insane but that's WrestleMania. That's uh, that's how spoiled our dogs are as well. Incredible, yeah, I, incredible two nights of wrestling. Yeah, I I hope that that WWE continues to uh, do this two night WrestleMania event because we'll talk about it, that. We'll talk about that a little later, Joe. We'll talk about that after we recap AEW and some 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 of the news that has came out this week, or at least rumors that we're hearing. Yeah, but uh, we'll we'll move into the Raw after WrestleMania. Normally, an awesome night of wrestling, a night of yeah. surprises and big returns and debuts, which normally really sucks for my liver because every debut and return I have to drink or I have to finish my beer. Normally, there's like five, six, seven debuts. Who who were you expecting to see, Joe? I mean, off the top of my head, Becky Lynch. Uh, I didn't think Ronda was going to return this quickly, but Becky Lynch, I definitely thought was going to show up. Um, in hindsight, it's maybe not as as likely because Seth Rollins is on SmackDown. I expect Becky Lynch to show up on the same brand that Seth Rollins is on. Yeah, but, I mean, but, they, yeah, they we'll could they tonight. could put them on different brands right now though because they're all performing at what is now the University of South Florida. So we got the return of the Thunderdome. The fans are already gone. They're on screens again, trapped in their screens. I'll tell you who I was expecting to see. I was expecting to see Samoa Joe because they made the announcement before Monday Night Raw started. Adnan Adnan Verk, he made his announcing debut, and we've got a new Raw commentary team. You got him, Corey Graves, and Byron Saxton. And my my initial reaction of Mr. Verk on commentary... I appreciate the emphasis. He had a lot of emphasis, at least that I noticed in the first couple of matches before I started to get drunk, on like strikes, kicks, and punches, and all that stuff. And he also started the the broadcast by just just completely honest and being like, "I'm going to need help from you, Saxton and Graves, because this is my first night here." And I the the internet was so critical of him on Monday night, but I'm going to give him like. I'm going to give him a while to come around. I'm going to give I, him, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him six months. I think he's going to, I think he has potential to be very good. Wrestling fans are just way too quick to judge. He's making a jump from Major League Baseball and he's going to WWE, which in our opinions 
is one of the most exciting pieces of entertainment that you can watch. And it's just going to take him some time to settle in. But with the, with him coming in, I was, I was convinced. I was like, holy shit, they're going to move to Bobby Lashley versus Samoa Joe. I, I was fucking convinced that I was, I'm obviously now with the news yesterday and I feel really dumb. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't think you should even feel dumb there. I think that that was a, a legitimate big man versus big man wrestling feud that we were all looking forward to seeing. And I, I, I yeah, like I've, I've alluded to it earlier in the match. I'm still not ready to accept that Samoa Joe is not in the WWE anymore. I really hope we see him in 90 days just become an absolute force in whichever, whatever company he signs with. Yeah, Where, wherever he goes, I will be watching. Yeah, the, absolutely. Uh, we then got our first return of the night from none other than the Viking Raiders. They defeated Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander in a tag team match. I guess those two are just now jobbers to everyone else. Hopefully, we'll, they'll bring a little bit of life back to the tag team division. Honestly, I hope they don't get immediately into the championship picture because I want to see AJ Styles and Amos. Well, yeah, I think, be- they'll, I think they'll do a rematch at the next pay-per-view between the New Day and Styles and Omos. And we'll see whether or not they keep the the tag team championships on Styles and Omos. I, I, at this point, it's too early to tell because they didn't even show up on Monday. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I think, I think they could stretch out the New Day and Styles and Omos for a little bit because I, I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the dynamic that Omos brings to a match. Basically, no-selling everything and just dominating everyone because he's so huge. Yeah, and I uh, I think it was Bree who brought it up in our last episode of uh, Omos versus AJ eventually being a thing. You know, they've only been uh, well. He he debuted as as AJ's bodyguard a couple months ago, uh, but I th- yeah, I think she brought up that that there there is probably an impending feud between the two of them. Yeah, I think we're um, a long ways away from that though. Oh, you don't think it's SummerSlam? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. I, I okay. think he's just too green right now. Okay. I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't fucking work backstage, and I'm gonna keep keep emphasizing we are n- by no means experts. So, I mean, we'll see. But and, they, and, there's and, a and there's a reason they kept him out of the tag team match for so long. Uh, you know? So 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 yeah. I, I I don't know. I I because because he is so green i i don't really hope to see the the tag team championships on them for a super long time but i i, I guess we'll see yeah so then we had our second and final return of the night charlotte flair returned uh, well yeah well she wasn't actually the final return she she opened raw didn't she no did she? this no, was, it this was, was yeah, this was after this you're was right, after yeah. this was after the viking raiders match so she returns and to basically complain and say and call a lot of people bitches, and she called out the entire women's locker room on base on both brands and says that she'll be waiting in the wings for the winner of the WrestleMania rematch. So they 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 had built up the that Oscar and Rhea Ripley were gonna have a, a rematch because they've now brought back the the rematch clause, I guess that they said they got rid of. It yeah, turned, well, it, it well turned, for it WrestleMania turned, backlash, like, it, it totally changed. Because they added the WrestleMania to that, it totally Well, no, changed. they set it up for Monday Night Raw. So they had Asuka versus Rhea Ripley on Monday Night Raw. And yeah, that's true. Charlotte yeah. saying that she was going to wait and see who wins this match to challenge the winner. It, it just it ended up not being the case. She interferes in the match, causes a DQ, 
And I think I think we're going to get the triple threat that we talked about earlier. Yeah, and I, I, I think that'll that'll be a good match. Moving on from that, we got Alexa's, Alexa Bliss uh, basically becoming a complete psychopath. She's now yeah, and, and bef- she's now befriended a, a scary looking doll. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't... A, a somewhat Alexa Bliss looking doll, but I'm much more attracted to Alexa Bliss than I am that doll. That's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that doll is, that doll will probably haunt my nightmares every time I every every time I see it from now on. But uh, which brings us into our final match of the night for Raw after WrestleMania, which is Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton versus Braun Strowman which was going to establish a, uh, I guess, number one contender for WrestleMania Backlash. And obviously, Drew McIntyre came out on top here. Yeah, so like I said here, I was very much hoping that Samoa Joe would be the guy here that came out. The MVP came out and cut a promo, putting over Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre's match at WrestleMania. Did like the whole, nobody can come close to Bobby Lashley, blah, blah, blah. Which is like, oh shit, who's going to come out and say, I can... I can beat Bobby Lashley. Well, it ended up being the guy that he literally beat two days before that. And then you also had Braun Strowman and Randy Orton come out who both, yeah, they both won their WrestleMania matches, but they had the, the, the worst, the absolute worst stories going into their WrestleMania matches. And in my opinion, had zero momentum other than the fact that they won their match. But yeah, they, they, they set up this triple threat and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think that we'll look back on the Braun Strowman storyline as just an absolute dud of a storyline, but a, a better match. And I think that we'll look back at the Randy Orton storyline and think that it uh, did develop both the Alexa Bliss and the Bray, Bray Wyatt characters. Even though it wasn't that fun to watch at the time, it did develop both of their characters and help advance the storyline. Yeah, but for the, the match at. For the Orton one, I guess there is still potential out there for them to kind of close it up and do something good with it. But I, I, I hope not. I, I hope both of them move on entirely. Randy, well, Orton. not not Orton and Fiend, but like Fiend and Alexa. Like they still have some. Oh, yeah, loo- they still have loose ends to tie up, and they could make something out of it. But we'll see. But yeah, like, I think. Yeah, Strowman, I, I, Strowman, and Shane McMahon. Like that, I just wasn't good. The whole slime thing just really just I, the slime I just and, and the report it. card and. It, I just didn't like it. But yeah, Drew McIntyre came out on top. Uh, we we were already anticipating the rematch at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, Randy Orton is hopefully uh, establishing himself as that uh, championship material, and we'll see some good feuds there. And then Braun Strowman, who is a former Universal Champion, hopefully turns something around where where his character can work with with his ability again because in the past couple months I, I guess since he lost the universal championship to the fiend at SummerSlam, am i right there no idea yeah uh maybe i don't know yeah and then it was the triple threat with uh roman reigns the fiend and bray or braun Strowman. yeah i think uh, i think you're right yeah when when roman actually made his in-ring return and picked up the championship like right I, away like i said i have a, I have a terrible memory when it comes to these things because of my my obligation to get as drunk as possible at pay-per-views. So, Oh yeah, we get fucked up. Uh, <laughs> Dude, but the, yeah, the uh, thing that didn't make, Oh my God, I just remembered about this. So the thing that made zero sense about this. So after the match is over, Drew McIntyre picks up the win and the former retribution members, T-Bar and what's the, Mace. Uh, yeah. T-Bar and Mace. They come uh, in and hit a double choke slam on Drew 
and just kind of walk back up the ramp while MVP and Lashley are at the top of the ramp. And you start, uh, yeah. and you you start, you start to think, are are these guys part of the hurt business? Because no more than a month ago, the hurt business was beating down Retribution week after week, and now all of a sudden, it's like these guys are part of the hurt business. What what? Yeah, the fuck? I, I I was really hoping that that after Retribution broke up, we saw instead of T Bar and Mace, we saw Dominic Dijakovic and Shane Thorne. Uh, but yeah, they, they stayed in their retribution characters and I guess joined the hurt business. We'll have to wait till Monday to see what actually happens, but yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now is they're potentially in the hurt business. I liked Cedric and Shelton there, but whatever, man, I guess I don't get paid to make the decisions in WWE. Yeah. I mean, we talk about how we're going to try and stay positive on this, on this, on the show and. And not be too negative, but it, it's hard not to when they put on a, a a Monday Night Raw like this, especially when it's the Raw after WrestleMania, and you, you just have such high expectations for it, even though there's no there like you have a virtual crowd there. You, I I don't know. I should have expected it to be not great. I guess. Yeah, I to, it's it's fine. Uh, we'll we'll move past WWE Raw and move into NXT, which actually delivered a pretty good show. Uh, I have a lot to say about this. Uh, definitely, definitely. Especially that, yeah, that eight-man tag team match, which I, or eight-person tag eight team match. Eight-person. Um, yeah, eight-person tag team match. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into that. NXT has moved to Tuesdays now, and I think on their first Tuesday show, they had themselves a top five NXT moment of all time, and I want to start with this. The Raquel Gonzalez, uh, it's about like halfway through the show. Raquel Gonzalez comes out, addresses her NXT Women's Championship win in the ring, gets interrupted by the debuting Frankie Monet or uh, Taya Valkyrie. And after Monet said her piece about how Gonzalez should keep an eye out for her, here comes out the new Raw Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. And at this point, I'm thinking, oh, sweet, awesome moment. Gonzalez and Ripley had a, a sweet feud last last summer, I think, where Gonzalez uh, beat Ripley uh, before Rhea Ripley, I guess, kind of went away for a little bit. And yeah. at, at this point, I'm thinking, sweet, we have an awesome moment. And they, they hug it out in the ring, kind of showing respect for each other. They both have championships now. And then we get even more, and we get Bianca Belair, new SmackDown Women's Champion, comes down to the ring. And now you've got all three women's uh champions in the ring and nxt gives us a nice little cherry on top and they're they're holding up the the titles and they give us a photo of all three of them when they were all when they were all in nxt together uh not obviously not holding titles and then like in the forefront is them holding titles i thought it was a top five nxt moment of all time it was was so awesome yeah and, and actually an incredible moment they were all in NXT at the same time, which uh, we haven't seen. Uh, I don't think we've seen all three all three champs that have been on NXT at the same time competing against each other and then uh, leading all three brands. So that was that was actually a really great moment. I liked it a lot. It brought tears to my eyes, which is tough for me to admit. Uh, but yeah, it brought it, it brought it, it made me well up a little bit. You know, it, it, it was it was a real good feel good moment. 
Uh, all three of them played as faces at the time, which I think is true for both of them. Uh, I was going to talk about Raquel Gonzalez establishing herself as a as a face in NXT uh, a little later, but I might as well talk about it now. I think she has established herself as a face, which I guess brings Dakota Kai along as a face as well. Yeah. Uh, Bianca Belair, an obvious face, and then I think Rhea Ripley will play a heel character on Raw. I don't think so. Not no, not with no? them bringing. That's the whole reason they bringing they're bringing Charlotte in. Yeah, yeah. So she was playing as a heel before WrestleMania. She might she might be a face. Uh, I think that the crowd's behind her. Uh, so I think that that's fair enough. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, she might she might you know do the do the quick flip flop. Uh, but yeah, all all three all three women women's champions uh, showing up together and just really solidifying Triple H's brand as the the not just developmental brand but the brand that makes stars. Yeah. Um. Uh. I, yeah. I, I I thought that was awesome. Go back to the beginning here. Uh. Talked about Karrion Cross. I mean, I, in my opinion, he just cut a really generic promo out there with him and Scarlett in the ring, basically saying he was the, he was the the starving man in a hungry locker room. So basically saying that he's the, he's he's the top dog and bring on any challengers. Uh, I think I I think the first one's gonna be Pete Dunn, but yeah, he, we'll, we'll he, see. He, he no, kind no of one established himself. Usually these these like these post takeover shows like there's. A couple meh matches and then like a couple promos for the the new the people that want it takeover. So I thought this was good for for what it for what it was. Yeah, and then we had the NXT Cruiserweight Championship uh, where we had Santos Escobar who just who just won in his match at NXT Takeover and he unified the Cruiserweight Championship that got split after uh, the COVID pandemic broke out and we we had to have an interim champion. Now Santos Escobar is the the only champion versus Kushida who lost at his NXT takeover bout but you know really established himself as a competitor, put on a great show against Pete Dunne. Uh we're, and Kushida comes out on top here. Yeah, this was a, a shocker of the night, shocker that I did not see coming. I mean, Kushida's done nothing but put on great matches since he's arrived in NXT. So, I mean, this is well-deserved. I'm excited to see who else they're going to pit against him other than Escobar and Jordan Devlin, which he had a little backstage thing with. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of potential feuds that we've got going on here. I, I think they needed a, to put this championship on a, on a face like Kushida because you've got a lot of other people in the division, including you know the two guys that just lost the titles, are are being set up as heels. So... We then had the, the, the main event of the night, the eight-person mixed tag team match, which probably produced the, uh, the gif of the month, where we had, so we had The Way versus Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, Ember Moon, and Shotzi Blackheart. Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell of The Way have had this like weird affection angle going on for a bit now, and basically during the match, the Hartwell pretended to get hit. And Loomis kind of came over and attended to her. And after, like, there was a, a bit more action that took place. And she kind of rolled to the edge of the ring. And Loomis, like, before the match was over, just kind of carried her off to the back. And we get a yeah. shot We get a shot of him walking away with Hartwell, like, in his arms. And then she, she opens her eyes. 
gives a wink to the camera and a thumbs up and as they walk away and uh, yes somebody somebody clipped that into a gif and now it's forever etched in history we had a good showing from the rest of the way uh in addition to our current champs ember moon and chatsy blackheart with bronson reed like bronson reed just just acted as pretty much a, a baseboard for for those two women uh we had that great moment where ember moon hit the hit the eclipse off the top of of bronson reed and then Shotzi blackheart uh, I, I forget the exact spot, but it, but it was also a good moment. Uh, what, I legitimately do you don't remember. I don't really remember. Like I was thinking of another pretty funny spot where like you always see like these cross bodies off the top rope, and the opponent will catch them and like slam them into the mat. Well, Candice LeRae was going for a cross body on 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 Bronson Reed, and he he literally they they cut they cut the camera to him, and he literally had his arms out like he planned on catching her, and I don't know maybe like putting putting her down or maybe slamming her. I don't know, and she jumps and as she jumps he just puts his arms down and she just like bounces off of him like a rag doll it was so funny it was just kind of like flails off of his body uh yeah it it was really funny <laughs> i don't i don't remember the eclipse into the shotzi spot though like i i don't uh, remember it, what... it, it, the the no it wasn't an eclipse into the the shotzi spot but uh both both ember hit something with the assist from bronson and then right before Bronson took the pin, or I guess gave the pin to Austin Theory, Moon hit an eclipse off the off the shoulders of Bronson Reed. Uh, now I, I I wish I remembered the the Shotzi spot, but I uh, but while I was watching it, I I wanted to talk about it. Is Bronson Reed was basically a, a baseboard for for both of them at some point. Uh, yeah, and I I wish I knew. We would remember, you know, if if we didn't get so drunk. But it's our job. One of our jobs. So we move on to Wednesday night. That both shows. So NXT's ratings went up. AEW's ratings went way the fuck up. They they were the like they eclipsed like 1.2 million viewers, which was crazy. Um, but I don't really want to. I don't really give a shit about ratings. I just enjoy watching wrestling. We started with uh, probably the AEW match of the year at this point. Maybe TV match of the year at this point. Young Bucks. Uh, defeating the Death Triangle Pack and Ray Phoenix for the AEW World Tag Team Champions Championships, and I've talked about how, like in the Apollo Cruz Biggie match, taking one sip for every we- use of the weapon, where we had all those kendo stick shots. This match, drinking one sip for every tag, is the one rule in our drinking game that will get you blacked out. Yep. Yeah, that 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 hurts a lot of the time, especially in this match. This this match pretty much had everything: all the false finishes, the hot tags, the callbacks, the 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 heeliest of heelish tax, tactics by the Young Bucks, the, the big spots, an awesome Canadian destroyer spot, the, the best one I've seen since Bad Bunny hit one on John Morrison all the way back on April tenth, such, <laughs> such such a long time ago. Uh, it. it it literally had everything that you you see in a modern wrestling match, except for I don't know, like a Spanish fly off the top rope. Um, yeah, that, that, and that and that's what I was just thinking about is the Canadian Destroyer uh, is is a move that that I, I I can watch time and time again, and I just don't understand the physics of it. Uh, I love watching it, and same but, with the but, it's it's the same with like Will Osprey's Spanish fly that like the yeah. running Spanish fly that he hits. Yeah, he's, it's he's, I. I He's running at them, and then he will do a he will 
stop in his tracks and do a backflip and slam. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's incredible. Like the the Canadian destroyer or the bunny destroyer, I think is what WWE called bad bunnies. Like I don't understand the physics. It's very fun to watch, uh, but I I don't understand it. The Spanish fly is is another one where it's it's just an enjoyable finish or not even finisher. Yeah, could you and, like that? The fact that that's not a finisher. Do you imagine doing that twenty years ago? Hell, even yeah. ten, ten years ago, and it's like, what the fuck just happened? How how is that guy kicking out of that? Yeah, I, I I think that that you and I can both agree that those are those are two moves that we'll never get tired of seeing. Yeah, uh, there was a cool moment in this match though. Now that the Bucks have turned heel, where like Matt Matt Jackson was in the ring. I forget who else he was in the ring with. Whether it be Packer Phoenix, um, he went to go like make a nonchalant tag to Nick in the corner, and you know how like where they have like the the face tag team is always in this corner, the one that's away from the camera, and they always have the heel tag team in the corner that's closer to the camera. Well, Matt was in the corner away from the camera in the corner that him and Nick are usually in. Goes to make a nonchalant tag, and it's like, oh shit, Nick's in the other corner. Yeah, I, I like those moments a lot. The the next kind of major match we had we had dax harwood versus chris jericho uh they each had cash wheeler and sammy guevara in their corners respectively and then we also had mike tyson there as a special guest enforcer enforcer wow enforcer uh kind of like furthering this inner circle and pinnacle feud building up to this blood and guts match and uh the commentary the commentary did confirm that it will be a basically a war games match they just can't they obviously can't call it a war games match because copyrights and shit watching this match i i i quickly remembered what the second sneakiest drinking rule we have is and it's kind of just based off of who's wrestling but when you've got chris jericho in the ring you're going to get a lot of chest chops you're going to get a lot of woos joe yeah yeah that that one hurts too and dax harwood also does a lot of chest chops and I tried counting counting them up. I think I lost track at like 14. But either way, that's pretty much an entire beer. And maybe a beer and some. So Jericho ends up winning this match after uh, Mike Tyson prevented Cash Wheeler from hitting Jericho with the baseball bat. So he was like trying to come in and kind of do, kind of hit Jericho with the bat while the ref wasn't looking. Tyson did a great job as the special guest enforcer. And uh, Jericho hits Dax with the Judas effect, and, and after the match, like the Pinnacle guys kind of ran off, and Jericho inducts Mike Tyson as an ancillary member of the Inner Circle. Yeah, throughout the night, we really solidified Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle as the faces in this quote-unquote War Games match. You know, we had that, that spot earlier in the night uh, with Mike Tyson... Talking to Sammy Guevara? No, not no, Sammy Guevara. He had, a, he had a backstage uh, segment with MJF. MJF, that yeah. Sorry, I, I don't know why I couldn't remember MJF at the moment. He had a backstage segment with MJF, where MJF was trying to get him over to his side, and then Chris Jericho talked to him later in the night, still before this match, where Chris Jericho said, "Yeah, I know we've had our differences in the past, but you know, there's a mutual respect between the two of us." He gave a great callback to. Uh, you know, the, the old stuff with Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho in WWE without actually saying WWE. I, I noticed that there was a direct attempt not to actually mention the brand name. But yeah, they, they, they talked about their their past experiences with each other. And, you know, Mike Tyson, even though he was a special guest enforcer... They kind of buried the he, hatchet there. Yeah, they buried the hatchet. So Mike Tyson is, is obviously... 
a face and Chris Jericho's a face. And then he was a special guest enforcer, did actually a good job on like Edge a month ago. Yeah, it was a good match all in all. It, it's It was a good bearing of the hatchet and moving on. Yep. Uh, a couple of quick things here before we get to the main event. Chris Statlander made her in-ring return after tearing her ACL. Uh, we got Christian Cage. They advertised like an open challenge. And it looks like they're moving towards Cage versus somebody on Team Taz, whether it be Starks or, or Cage or if they do Cage. Sorry, Brian Cage, and then whether or not they'll probably now that now that I'm saying Cage a lot, they're probably going to do Brian Cage versus Christian Cage. Uh, but he's facing off next week against Powerhouse Hobbs, and then we get to the main event: Darby Allen versus Matt Hardy. Falls count anywhere for the TNT Championship, and it's matches like these, Joe, that they get to hide the fact that Matt Hardy's knees are made of peanut butter. Yeah. Uh. So so here's why this match was exciting for me is uh. Darby Allen has has taken comparisons to Jeff Hardy in the past. So yeah. like a young Jeff Hardy. So you had a you had uh, an essentially young Jeff Hardy versus his brother Matt Hardy in a match that that I I, I think delivered in a big way. Uh obviously yeah. I'm glad that Allen, Allen took the win in the pat in, in not in the past, but uh I'm glad that Allen took the win in the end. Um I don't think Hardy needs any more championship reigns at this Definitely point. Definitely not. He's you there know, to he's, put he's there he's to put already, people over. Yeah, he's he's obviously a wrestling Hall of Famer, not just a WWE or AEW Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer in the in the wrestling world. We won't forget his name. Uh, so he's there to put people over, and I think he's doing an incredible job at it. Yeah, there was so much interference and weapon use that I in this match. I, I think I finished like four beers in 20 minutes because the entire Hardy family office came out and interfered. And then uh, when the Hardy family office came out, the dark order came out and then also sting came out and there was just a ton of interference, ton of weapon use Darby Allen. Uh, and, and I didn't even like drink during the commercials. So it was like a 20 minute match, including commercials. And I still had like four beers. That's how much, that's how much drinking there was involved in this match. That was a good yawn Raven. Uh, but yeah, Darby Allen ends up uh, retaining. He hits his finishing move, the coffin drop through a table from about 15 feet up off the scaffolding. This was an awesome match an awesome AEW dynamite. And, uh, I'm looking forward to blood and guts on May 5th. Um, let's do a, a quick couple little rapid fire stuff here. We'll talk about some rumors, uh, and then we'll, we'll close this out and send everyone home. Joe WrestleMania month is now a real thing with Backlash being named WrestleMania Backlash. Will we get the WrestleMania year we joked about on the introduction episode? Yeah, we, we don't know. Uh, if there's any doubts in the world, we called it first. Go back to our episode, was it zero or one, where we talked zero. about WrestleMania zero. month? Yeah, so go back to our WrestleMania zero and, and know that, that we called it first. WWE is definitely uh, emphasizing the WrestleMania thing before and after. So even though it's now being called WrestleMania month, it's actually WrestleMania three months, which is pretty is, is a lot closer to a year than one month and especially one night. Uh, so, yeah, we called it first, uh, except for ex- <laughs> I agree with everything you said, except for the fact that three, three months is a lot closer than to a year than it is to one month. That's really the only disagreement I have for you there. <laughs> you're looking well, at me you're looking at me like did i say that you most certainly we'll we'll rewind the tapes and, well, uh, well, 
Yeah, the, the, you can rewind the tapes, but what I meant is is three months is closer to a year than one month is close to a year. Oh. Uh, <laughs> either yeah. way. The uh, way it, all right. Well, yeah, we, we, you know what? I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, Joe, you're Joe, welcome. Are you buying or selling the rumor that WrestleMania 38 will be one night next year? One night only. I... I I'm I'm selling because I I don't I don't want to believe it. I don't either. I I I, I like what they did this year especially. Uh last year kind of established established WrestleMania as uh as two nights, but this year they they continued it and I think it it really delivered in a big way that it was broken up into two nights. It works so much better like the the you can tell that the the like eight hour show of WrestleMania 35 just like wore on the crowd. They did split up the three major matches where you had the like Rollins going over in the first match, Kofi going over in the the middle of the pay per view, and then Becky at the end of the night. But like you could tell that by the end of the night, the fans were just wore the fuck out, and like you need to split this up into two nights. And I, yeah. I also and it, like it, how does 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 that not make them more money? It, it probably yeah definitely makes it them more money to. if they can sell. Like I don't, I, I don't know. I, so I, 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 I think the the money thing is where this is the reason I'm selling this rumor. Like I'm not, I'm not buying it for a second. Um, yeah, I think that that WWE will continue to capitalize on the two night, the two night money gain. Yeah, the the so next the the news came out that Triple H is on like his last year of his performer contract. Of uh, who who give me give me three to five people you'd want to see Triple H take on uh, before and within the next year. For his retirement run, so my number one is obviously Adam Cole. Yeah, I think um, it's I think it's the NXT mainstays. It's Cole Gargano, Champa, and then I think if they do Cole, the, Cole Gargano, Champa, and then and then Finn Balor, dude. Yeah, Finn you know? too. He he's 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 already had the matches against AJ Styles and and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania thirty three. Oh, he, when, has he, he fought AJ he, Styles? He has actually? not fought AJ Styles. That's actually like the big the big. Uh, like people are people are clamoring that for like AJ to be his retirement match and for, and that I, yeah that would be really good for AJ's AJ to have wrestled in Undertaker and Triple H's last match. So yeah, I I, I think I got confused. Uh, it was AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon that I was thinking, not not Triple H, yeah. which I was actually at the same Mania, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was thirty three. It was yeah, yeah, it was thirty three. All right. Um, uh, Rapid fire off for me some way too early matches or things that you would like to see for WrestleMania 38. Uh, let's see. Who do we have as our champions right now? Uh, we have Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Reigns, uh, and R- Roman Reigns, and Bobby Lashley. Uh, so honestly, I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big Brock Lesnar fan because I think that he only. Sh- I, I, I'm I'm with I'm with the masses that bo- uh, with that uh, Brock Lesnar only shows up for big matches, but if Bobby Lashley just retained this title for a year and lost it at no not not even lost it but faced Brock Lesnar at 38, I would be I would be pretty excited to see that match. Yeah, uh, I think I think Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I think we're actually I think we might actually get that at SummerSlam, but we'll see. Um, oh, I yeah? think, so the, okay. the two, the two non-match things I'd like to see Undertaker being inducted at, into the hall of fame. It's the next, next rest next year's in Dallas undertakers from Texas. I think it just makes sense. Who else is from Texas? Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think he should be the host of next year's WrestleMania. That'd be a great spot for him to be in. 
I think on the other side on SmackDown, uh, I'm hoping. So we talked about Big E and Cesaro hopefully getting their main event pushes. I hope Big E gets his main event push. I hope he is the one who eventually takes the Universal Championship off of Roman Reigns. So I think that would be an awesome match. I would actually like to see Keith Lee involved in the WWE Championship picture instead of Lesnar and Lashley. I think they'll probably they could either go they could go any one of those ways, but I just like I just want to see Keith Lee involved in a match that involves either Lashley Brock Lesnar or Drew McIntyre. I think that would be great. And then me selling the rumor, the fact that it could be one night, I, I, I want to see another women's main event. If it ends up being two nights, I think if it ends up being one night, they would probably do the universal championship. Uh, last one, (laughs) the, the, uh, fast and furious nine trailer came out this week and John Cena is playing the villain. And as, uh, as Dom Toretto's brother, Vin Diesel's brother, Will you be? Yeah, will, you, uh, will you be watching that one, Joe? No, I don't watch Fast and Furious anymore, so I <laughs> I, I can't say that I'll, that I'll that I'll watch Fast and Furious that John Cena as the heel, but yeah. but you know he he does he does uh he he does bring a new a new aspect to the picture, so maybe I'll have to watch the last couple uh, Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, I, yeah, leg- I, I legitimately I, don't even remember what the last one was. I think it was like the spinoff with the, um. The Rock and Jason Statham, the one that had Roman yeah, it was uh, H- H- Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. I remember watching it when we were on the boat in Hawaii. Yeah, I, I definitely did not watch watch that movie. I think I was already off the boat by the time that came out. So I think the last one I watched, I don't even remember which one it was. It was the one in, uh, it was the one in Cuba uh, where they did the street race and and Dom uh, modded the car with the, the one with, with the, the submarine the soda yeah it was the one with the submarine i think yeah. that was i think that was eight it was that was either seven or eight but either way oh so I, so i'm pretty caught up at this point i think you're caught up at <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess i just have to watch hobbs and shaw but yeah maybe john cena will pull me i don't i i just i can't say for sure that that i'm going to be at the movie theaters for that that event yeah well that pretty much closes us out. So that is it for today's show. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod to see when our episodes are going to drop, which it's usually going to be Saturdays unless there's some sort of scheduling conflict with pretty much my rotating shift work schedule. If you already follow us or once you do follow us, do us a favor. Tell at least one of your friends about us. Help us grow the show. We have been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe, and we'll catch you on down the road. I was thinking